Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Elissa Branch, and this is Housing Wire Daily. Today's episode of our Woman of Influence series features an interview with Katie Johnson, the Chief Member Experience Officer and General Counsel at the National Association of Realtors. Katie joined us today to discuss her quote-unquote circuitous start in the industry and her unexpected journey to NARS General Counsel. She also shares how her work on NARS COVID response plan and lawsuit defenses have earned her a well-deserved spot on this year's Woman of Influence. But before you listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Want to give your customers the streamlined mortgage experience they expect? Fannie Mae's digital mortgage solutions are fast, efficient, contactless, and they save paper. Our digital mortgage solutions provide efficiency for you, convenience for your customers, and deliver a great experience at every stage of the mortgage cycle. Own the mortgage experience with Fannie Mae's innovative solutions. Visit FannieMae.com slash go digital. Hello, Housing Wire listeners. Welcome back to another segment of Housing Wire's Woman of Influence. I'm Elson Lloyd, Housing Wire's Digital Media Manager, and I'm joined with Katie Johnson, who's the Chief Member Experience Officer and General Counsel at the National Association of Realtors. Thank you so much for joining us today, Katie. Thank you very much. It's honored to be here. Of course, we're so glad to have you here. So before we dive into today's uh, main discussion, I would love to know more about your background. Do you mind sharing that with our audience? Um, How'd you get started in the industry? Sure. So um, I I say that I have a circuitous route uh, in the real estate profession. Uh, I was born to two realtors, uh, and I never once imagined that I would end up in the real estate profession. So (laughs) I'm uh, uh, surprised myself I'm here, but very quite uh, familiar and happily situated. I went to law school um, pursuing um, uh, a career in entertainment law, actually, Uh, discovered intellectual property, which really focused my interests um, and um, brought me back to Chicago. And um, after being a litigator for a couple years, uh, there was an opportunity to join the uh, National Association of Realtors as, as a staff attorney and specifically as a trademark attorney. And so um, Realtor uh, and the big block R logo has always been part of uh, my family um, growing up. And, and uh, so I just found that to be really intriguing. And, and once I jumped in, uh, I, re- I really felt like I was back home and, and have been here ever since. That's amazing. So the rest really was history. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's great. Well, thank you for letting us learn more about you. So today we're going to learn even more about you as we're here to discuss what makes you a woman of influence. Um, before we dive deep on that, can you tell us how you felt when it was announced that you were a recipient of the award? Sure. Yeah, I was, I was extremely honored. I was I was surprised um, and honored. I, I have um, several colleagues and several friends uh, who have been recognized through the years. I think rightfully so. And um, I, I well, I didn't expect it and didn't know that I had even been submitted for it. Um, I I I think it's great. You know, I really just commend Housing Wire too for um, making the effort to recognize women in this profession. Um, this this you know 
complex and multifaceted um, real estate industry that we all work in uh, is largely led by women. And so it's really special to recognize those who are who are making a difference in their lanes. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're excited to hear that. Um, over the last few years, I've had the opportunity to meet with so many amazing women of influences. So it's it's great to talk to you today and also to continue to share their stories as well, too. And as we do that, I'd like to take some time to discuss your role. Um, you joined the National Association of Realtors as staff attorney in uh, 2007. And within seven years of joining NAR, you were named general counsel. And then you became NAR's first chief member experience officer, which means you now lead initiatives to enhance member engagement and satisfaction. Can you tell us a bit about your journey and what your role currently entails? Um, yeah, thanks. So yeah, as I started, uh, said, I started out really focused staff attorney, uh, entry level attorney doing a lot of trademark and, um, contracts and, and everything. And then, um, really took advantage of every opportunity to learn something new, work on a new project, serve another business unit and grow my own skills based on my interests. Um, and so, uh, when the legendary uh, Lori Janik, who was my predecessor, she was a general counsel uh, for decades at NAR, uh, when she announced her retirement, um, I thought, well, I've only been here six years, which in the Realtor Association world, that's a newbie. People are around for much longer than that. I was very fledgling at that stage. Um, but I said, when, when am I ever going to get another chance? And so I, I would say that this is also, you know, just kind of an attribute that I've learned from other women and from books and everything is just, you, you got to put yourself out there and, and you, you got to go for it. And so um, with zero expectation of actually getting the position, um, I put my hat in the ring. Uh, it was a very crowded ring. It was an interview process that lasted um, a good part of six months. And uh, eventually at the end, uh, I, I did succeed to the general counsel position and um, uh, loved it, loved, loved, loved it. And then, uh, and continue to love it because of its challenge and it's uh, all that it entails. Um, but also uh, when we had a new CEO, um, Bob Goldberg, he took over in 2017 um, he recognized that I wanted to continue being challenged and wanted to take on more responsibility and have um, a, even more, you know, role, leadership role with the realtor organization and not only overseeing the legal affairs. So um, he gave me that opportunity by um, put, you know, chief member experience officer, I get to work with association leadership development, you know, working with the, all the locals and state associations on how they provide services to members, how they help members succeed, how we all work together to do that. I get to work with global international partners, um, uh, commercial services, and, and you know, really importantly, um, our DEI effort in our, in our outreach uh, to the industry regarding all things DEI. So um, it, it's just been an evolving role at NAR uh, and one that, you know, I appreciate um, all the opportunities that that um, people have allowed me to to take with it. That's amazing. 
I really love to hear about um, you just saying when an opportunity comes your way, the best thing you can do is to jump at it, which is advice so many people need to hear. Sometimes we're afraid to take that leap, but you're proof that taking that leap is rewarding. So absolutely. Honestly, I'm put my name in the hat. Um, thinking, cause like I said, Lori Janik, my predecessor had been there for 20 years. I thought, you know, it could be another 20 years. Like if somebody else comes in, it could be a, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how do I get higher ups to even recognize me? I literally put my name in so that the CEO would know my name. <laughs> would know who I was. So, um, it worked out much better than that for sure. <laughs> It really did. And it takes me to my next question. So I want to discuss why we selected you as a woman of influence, which is because of in 2020, what you did during that time, you're responsible for drafting NARS COVID-19 preparedness response plan, which was later adopted by realtor associations nationwide. You also led efforts with NARS 54 state and territorial realtor associations, helping to ensure the provision of real estate was deemed an essential service by federal state and some local governments. And if that wasn't enough on the legal front, you are now leading the defense of a potential industry-changing class action lawsuit challenging how uh, the multiple listing system operates and how homes are bought and sold throughout the U.S. So you've done so much in the last few years, and I would love to elaborate on each of these efforts. How have they transformed NARS positioning in the industry? Sure. Um, Wow. So the pandemic has been an awesome experience, like in in every sense of the word. It it has been serious. It has been um, incredibly impactful. Um, it has been scary. It has been um, exciting, and you know, it's it's been really challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so in every sense of the word, uh, it has allowed um, me and my team uh, to to grow because there's no other. <laughs> There's no other option, honestly, um, from from day one when it's like, OK, we're all working from home. And so from that moment, how do we work from home as an organization? How do we make sure our local and state associations who are all part of our realtor family um, are also well equipped, well suited and still functioning, thriving in a safe and healthy environment? What do our members need? That was the, at the forefront of every conversation. What do our members need from us right now? Um, they need their own, you know, safety and, and understanding that everything's going to be all right. Um, they need to be able to continue serving consumers. They need to be the trusted advocate for home buyers and sellers who were caught in the middle of the process or who um, uh, were at any any point in the process when everything was declared sheltering in place. Um, to those who who needed to still continue to move and buy and to find shelter um, for those strange times. So um, there was an awesome task um, ahead of everybody and, um, you know, kind of without thinking, I I, I suspect like all people, especially women, um, (laughs) like without thinking, you just do what you need to do to get things done. And so um, really early on, uh, we rallied the troops. We we decided um, that our CEO and I were going to lead weekly calls with each state association um, CEO, get on a call. Let's talk about what advocacy needs do you need? What kind of policies and programs do your members need? How can we draft guidance? We, we started this website, nar.realtor forward slash coronavirus, um, like in the first week of the pandemic and just constantly updated it with policies, practices, guidance, resources, and then all of our advocacy efforts. Um, so 
really recognizing that true value of the National Association and all of the local and state associations is is communication and advocacy. And and that's just really what we did right off the bat was to um, communicate, uh, not just out, you know, most importantly in. What do you need? What do our members need? How can we be helpful? What do you think about this guidance that we're putting out so far? Um, and so to that end, essential services was like, you know, not number one, but you know, amongst the top priorities of the many priorities of the day yeah. <laughs> um, to make sure that people can continue doing business. And that was definitely a united effort um, that the whole team, the realtor family kind of rose to the occasion and got done. That's amazing. Um, you guys probably help so many people uh, keep their jobs. And then also um, while they're keeping their jobs, they get to stay in their homes just because they were able to, you know, um, be able to execute because you guys put forward that effort. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's just to talk about the members, but I mean, the, the, the pandemic, um, you know, in, insurance, unemployment insurance and the um all the resources and um, uh, access to loans and, and um, uh, everything that we could advocate in, in D.C. for the benefit of property owners, mortgage forbearance, like everything, for, you know, to make sure that property owners um, were well taken care of was was part of this COVID relief response that we're all orchestrating. But I, I will just very briefly say that that the general counsel part of my job continues to be a an exciting challenge as well, because Right now, we um, realtors are, are facing a number of really existential lawsuits, I believe, um, regarding the American real estate system and how um, we represent, give, you know, provide professional re- services. Um, so that too um, falls back into you know communication. I think what those lawsuits have revealed is that there is a great misunderstanding about how the process, the transaction works and, um, and, or a lack of appreciation. And so, um, you know, we're definitely going to defend those lawsuits in the courts. Um, and we're asking our members and everybody to help defend them in the court of public opinion. Um, so we have been, you know, providing a lot of communication materials on, on getting back to the basics. What's your value? What's your value proposition? Um, making sure people understand uh, what realtors do and, and how the multiple listing service or local broker cooperation works to the best interests of home buyers and sellers. So uh, thank you for answering all my previous questions. And before we wrap our interview today, I want to know if you have any advice to offer to other women who aspire to your level of success. Women, I mean, that communicate your value is is um, such a basic concept, but um, I think that many of us uh, women are are more reluctant to do that. Um, and I learned early on that you've got to advocate for yourself because um, other people may not do it. Don't expect other people to do it. So um, uh, I always fall back on competence, confidence, and character. Mm-hmm. So if you if you are competent in in what you're doing and you have confidence um, and you are living the golden rule and have good character, then um, there's really, you know, no no stopping you. I I love that competence and confidence. That's great. (laughs) Listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. And I want to thank you too, Katie. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun. Of course. So listeners, join us back next Tuesday for another great interview with a woman of influence. Everyone have a great evening.
looking for more insight into what will happen in 2022? Or maybe you need more information on what in the world is happening with the federal regulators. Or you could just be looking for information on how to stay competitive as the industry shifts to a purchase-focused market. Our HW Plus Premium Membership comes with all of this insight and more. With your HW Plus membership, you'll get at least five HW Plus articles a week that dive deeper into the daily news to help you confidently make business decisions. To join, go to housingwarrant.com forward slash membership. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. I hope you have a great afternoon. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on all the hottest stories crossing our news desk daily. The podcast is now available wherever you like to listen. Make sure to tune in tomorrow.